I'm really fucking sick. I'm back at 311 and Marilyn Manson. I wish someone would break his fucking neck. And what about Bush and Lane as Oasis? And talk about pretentious. Why don't they just throw England off the map? Every now and then, I turn it on again. But it's great to see that the radio still sucks. Every now and then, I turn it on again. But it's great to see that the radio still sucks. All right, back at it once again. Oh, Yes, it's time for the Decibel Geek Podcast. I'm Aaron Camaro, joined as always by Chris Sinzak. And you know, Chris, after back-to-back weeks of doing solo shows, I think the only logical thing to do this week is to introduce our new rock and roll disco album. Rock and roll disco album. Yeah, I mean, after a guy comes back from doing solo albums, I think it's the logical thing to do. Who is are to, you again? To do an oh, album Aaron. with, you know, it's it's a rock album, but it's got disco beats. You and, know what I'm saying? And it's then the week after that, we'll do a uh, concept. concept show about um, a boy overcoming whatever the fuck it was he overcame. Yes. Right. Yes, exactly. We're I already mean, on logical. the kiss. <laughs> okay. That didn't take long, did it? It's the only right thing to do now, I think. Yeah. Now that we've reconvened. Yeah, we've uh, we've only seen each other enough for uh, you know intros and outros and stuff. Right. So we're gonna finally do one together again. It's a good idea. Yeah, I'm starting I, uh, to get big headed over there. You think you're so big with your kick ass killer dwarfs interview from last yeah. week? And you know what? I'll be the first to admit it was pretty kick ass. It was fun. What I remember of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I wasn't there more than five minutes before. Here, have a beer. Nice. So, but yeah, I wouldn't expect good. no less from those guys. Yeah, professional alcoholics, and they play music sometimes. Heck yeah, but, that's um, good. It works out for them. So today we're gonna we're gonna go. I guess old school for us. We're gonna oh, do yeah. another radio sucks radio show. Classic Decibel Geek podcast. This is the seventeenth one of these. Weeks. Really? Yeah. Volume seventeen, huh? Yeah, that's hard to believe. We've been well. In case you're new and you don't really understand what radio sucks radio show means, this is something we've done since pretty much the beginning. Like Chris just said, we're up to volume seventeen now. That'll be this week, and basically we get angry when we turn on our radios and we hear the same. BS songs over and over and over again and and even when a radio station does play a good song they play it to death you know right. and you can't stand it no more and you know we've always gone out of our way to give shine to bands that deserve it that are being ignored by radio all over the country all over the world and that's basically that's the gist of it you and I playing DJs in a perfect world yeah it's basically you know if you turn on the radio you're going to have the same handful of songs and it's like there's you know we we will play some older stuff today but we will also play some newer stuff, and it's like, you're screwed either way. Classic rock radio, they only play the hits. They only, right. It, it makes no sense. I've argued this before. Right. The band, it's bands that are even dead now that you still have to play the same one or two songs. It's bullshit. No, we're going to play stuff you haven't heard norm- mostly. Yeah, you think we're full of shit? Here's a challenge to you. How many of your local rock stations have been spinning the new Sebastian Bach? And that's that the other album thing. is killer. Yeah, it's then, killer. And and how many, you know, my local rock station, ours is not playing that. No. And if we called them and requested it, they'd probably, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, we'll play that for you. Yeah, fucking right. So you're going to hear bands from the past that are putting out new stuff, bands from the past that don't put out new stuff, but, you know, you never got to hear them the first time. Right. Because right. they're busy hearing Freebird and Layla over and over, over and over and over and over. And Bush. God, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Nashville loves Bush for some reason. Just, I don't think all of Nashville loves Bush. Well, we they all just love Bush, the... but that's a fucking <laughs> like it cleaned up a little bit. But no, you know, the local rock station here definitely <laughs> loves Bush. And yeah, they, they love do. their Nickelback and they love their Theory of a Dead Man. And, you know, and <sighs> oh, God, the Black Keys and the Muse and the Imagination Dragons and all that. Imagination Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> and all that bullshit. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that was good. Well, when I call him that, my son gets irritated. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I do it on purpose now. So, so yeah, we're going to play some stuff that we dig and stuff we think you would dig. And it's just a way to sit back and spend some music. And, you know, been very interview heavy lately. And you're going to hear a lot more in the future. We're yeah, working we've on got them now. A, we got full plates ahead of us, you and, know. Uh, so this is going to be a nice break for us to take it easy and just play some bands that deserve to be heard yeah and for uh, crying out loud uh this let's before we get into the first band i have to do geeks of the week yeah so you do here is that all right here are this week's geeks of the week those of you who shared last week's episode on facebook and retweeted it on twitter for facebook we have robert DePasqua, matt severson vic ferrick spencer wetmore wally norton rodney dixon brent walter andrew jacobs cal hens Brad Kalmanson, Lee Maslin of the Audio Junkies podcast, Derek Novak, Jason Thomas Broderick, Daryl Millar, Billy Hardaway, Rob Strabley, Sit and Spin with Joe, Rich Dillon, Dory Evans, Kate Campbell, Hair Metal Mansion, Jody Block, Metal News, Pit Riff, and the Killer Dwarves. On Twitter, retweeted by Patty Mac Comedy, HMM Official, Mitch LaFon, DJ Novak, Jeff Ludman, Supa Dupa Poopa Scoopa. Really? Music Mags and Wax, Billy Hale Hardaway, Tom, Don Nitschke, Killer Dwarves, Ryan McKay, Andrew Jacobs, Rainbow in the Dark, Russ Dwarf, Daryl Dwarf Millar, Pat McGuire, Mr. G, Sandy Willis, Nashville Metal Bands, and Claire D. Thank you all so much. You guys are our advertising. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you all that share and retweet and... Um, for, so if you want to be a Geek of the Week next week and you like this episode and you want to spread all this great music to other people, just share it on Facebook, retweet it on Twitter, and I will find your name and I will mention your name on the next episode. And thanks to, to Luke Carl and Aubrey and the Killer Dwarfs for, for keeping an eye on Chris Avery. this last week. Avery, <laughs> what did I say? Aubrey, oh, sorry. you're in trouble. Edit that out. Yeah. Um, you know, and, of course, the Killer Dwarfs for, for keeping an eye on Chris and sending them back safely. Yeah. Appreciate I, it. I had, thanks, and thanks to Billy for coming with me so I didn't fall asleep on the way home billy the hard way hard away that's right and uh yeah he got his uh stand tall album flat uh signed nice for, or it was a big deal i can't remember which album it was that but, dude's awesome yeah but yeah it was a so lot of much fun. fun to hang out okay with. so let's get into the first song i'm gonna start okay uh, um i'm gonna play a song by a band called legs diamond and some people may know this band some people might not um they formed in la in 1975 i'm gonna play something off their debut album that came out in 1977 um, the original band broke up in 1980 after three popular albums, but then they reformed in 84 after the original album started getting a cult following. Like, hmm. so people suddenly got out into them. It's funny how that works sometimes. Their first three gigs ever were opening for Kiss back in the 70s. Oh, nice. And um, I actually, I started, for some reason, I just started listening to them a few weeks ago um, just through the power of YouTube. You, you know, you, you, right. you hit related videos and you end up finding sure. bands you never thought you'd find. All of a sudden, it's four hours later and so, you're all rocked out. I'm a geek, so I'll find out who's in the band and stuff. And I friended um, the guitarist from the original band, Roger Romeo. Nice. And, um, and he accepted your he friend. Did. Nice. And, um, and he actually, I, I posted something about Vinnie Vincent on Facebook. I know that's a shock. And then he unfriended you. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> actually, he, uh, he responded, with something, respond, responded with something of, about re- trying out for Kiss around the same time Vinnie did. Oh, really? And I started talking to him on Facebook, and I was like, what's your story about you know, trying out for Vinnie? And he's, you know, he mentioned we opened up for Kiss on the, our first three shows, and I stayed in touch with Gene, and then... Gene called me out of nowhere in the early 80s and said, we want you to come try out for the band. And, um, or he said, I want you to come down and play with us. And he thought 
he was just going to go down there and jam for fun. So right. he didn't bother studying anything up or anything. <laughs> and he showed up unprepared, and he would kind of fumbled his way through the audition. He didn't realize he was being auditioned. You're like, Kiss, I don't and know then, any of those songs, but I can whip you out some Legs Diamond. And huh? then Vinny came in right behind him and knew all the songs. So uh, Vinny got the job. But he, he he stated to me that he thought if he had prepared for it, he would have he been the guitarist. Mm, so they say luck is timing and preparation right. together. So I know? thought that was an interesting story, but... Um, so yeah, this is a track off of their album from 1977. This is a track called Stage Fright.
kind of sounds like early uh, progressive rush, like before they got too progressive, kinda. doesn't it? Before, yeah, in the early rock stages, I think, you know. And I had a Legs Diamond CD at one time in like the early 90s. It was oh, like yeah? a dollar store CD. And I had no idea what it was, but I rem- I'll always remember the cover. I lost the CD, and now I'm going to have to go look it back up and some of these other ones, too. But uh, I remember the cover of the CD had this super hot chick with no shirt on. That works. It, it worked for me. It made me buy it originally for a dollar at the Dollar Tree. I'm going to have to look that back up. Legs Diamond, good stuff. I, go I like Dollar that. Dollar Tree if they're selling stuff like that. They used to. They used to have the, remember the cardboard cases and everything that came in? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Dollar Tree style. So, yeah, Legs Diamond. Go check that nice. out. Nice. I like that. Um, okay, my turn. I got one here. This was one that when uh, the Meister came down to visit us here in Nashville on his way through from Canada to Miami to the Caribbean to back to Nashville and back to Canada. And when he swung by, he was letting me check out some of his music. And this was one I checked out and I was like, wow, this is awesome. And it's a band that I'm surprised I never really listened to before. I've heard of them, but I never really gave them a listen. But uh, after listening to the Meister stuff, I really liked it. And this is a band, they're Danish, and they were formed in Copenhagen in the early 80s. I'm talking about Disneyland After Dark. Yeah, D-A-D. uh, D-A-D, yeah. And, uh, you know, after listening to some of the stuff Meister had, I went out and got the uh, brand new one. It's Disneyland After Dark, the best of D-A-D, 30 years, 30 hits, 84 to 2014. And, man, it's loaded with good stuff. And I got to give myself credit. I Michael Wagner would be proud of this because not knowing anything about DAD, mm-hmm. I picked the single. Oh, you did? As my, the one I wanted to play today, the one I really liked the most. And there's a bunch of good stuff on there. But uh, this was a song that came out off their uh, 1989 album, No Fuel Left for the Pilgrims. This is Disneyland After Dark, DAD, Sleeping My Day Away.
hearing that song reminds me, Frank takes me back to when I was probably about 12 or 13 years old. MTV used to do, you know, they used to do specialty hours or half hours for certain genres of music back yeah. in the late 80s. And they did um, a thing called Hard 30. And they'd play 30 minutes of metal and classic or, you know, hard rock videos. Yeah. And they used to play the video for that. And That's I rem- cool. I yeah, there's there was a video really for that them. song. They had a guitar player that had like a... A hard hat or a helmet that would shoot fireworks shoot out, of out of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. And the drummer, I mean, these guys obviously, you know, you look at the helmet with the sparks and everything, and the drummer he plays on. He's got a drum riser mm-hmm. when they play live. Kiss fans, you tell me. Yeah, there was a real sh- sense of showmanship to their stuff. Heck yeah. I need to check out more of their stuff because I know a few people that really, really dig everything they've done. I've only really checked out a couple of songs. Well, hell, they got 11 studio albums and they're still growing strong to this day. They just got back from doing some big shows in Moscow. Disneyland After Dark, hit that YouTube, uh, hit the uh, the Amazon link at decibelgeek.com. Go get you some. Okay, I'm going to play a song off of an album that is actually due out, I think, this week. And if that by this week, I mean if you're listening here around ah, May 18th of 2014. We're cutting edge. Yeah, cutting edge. Um, and I have one person that I'm friends locally with to thank for this. And actually, her name is Brandy Goldsboro, and she's the daughter. Oh, she's cool. Of, the daughter of Bobby Goldsboro, who was a pretty famous songwriter. She's the Nashville queen of rock and she roll. She really is. So if she listens to the show, shout out to you. But this girl has great taste in music. She's turned me on to a lot of bands, and this is one of them. Um, this is a band called Rival Sons, and um, they formed in Long Beach, California in 2009. They're about to release their fifth album called The Great Western Valkyrie from Earache Records. And um, their singer, Jay Buchanan, he comes from like a blues background, and he, this is his first rock band. He viewed this as just a little side project he would do for fun, and then all of a sudden it just blew up. Like it's so good. Yeah. You have to do more with this. And they've recorded every album with a producer named Dave Cobb, who used to be in L.A., and now he's relocated here just like everybody else has. Nice. That's a future episode, huh? Yeah, he's a, he's a great producer. Guy. Well, He'll come up again later in the show. But uh, this is an awesome song. And tell me you don't hear old school free slash bad company when you hear this. This is Rival Sons with Open My Eyes.
that classic 70s yes. kind of free, you know, Paul Rogers kind of yeah, rocking that. That's that cool, man. I like yeah, that. It, Throwback. Yeah, I've listened to other stuff of theirs. They're really good. And, you know, I'm actually, that's a band that I'm actually going to put my money down and purchase the album. See, sometimes it's not about trying to reinvent the wheel. Sometimes it's just taking something you know is good and putting your own personality and your own style to it. And that's a great example right yeah. there. That album coming out real soon, Rival Sons. Check it out. Get yeah. it. Great job, Dave Cobb. I appreciate that. Heck, yeah. So I got the next pick. I guess it's been, boy, it's been a couple of weeks now, I guess. I was checking out uh, a JBT's Groovy Record Room on the uh, Facebook, and he had a picture of some new albums he, that he had just gotten in the store. And, yeah. and if you're just tuning in, you know, we've talked about about this, this store before. It's a little teeny tiny little record store, but it's cool, man. Yeah, it it's is. got all kinds of awesome rock in there. And in this stack of albums that he had for sale was the Sea Hags. I and I was that. like, man, that is awesome. I, I'd like to have that on LP. I've got it on CD. I found it a few years ago. And I'd always heard the legend of the Sea Hags, you know, was this this uh, Sunset Strip band that everybody said if there was one band that didn't make it, that should have, who was it? And everybody seems to say the Sea Hags. Right. And so when I found the disc, I was really stoked about it. And I listened to it not knowing what to expect. And, man, from from the first song, the opening track to the end one, this is a great album through and through. It was their self-titled debut. It came out in 1989. These guys were formed in 85 in San Francisco. Kirk Hammett from Metallica produced the demos that gets them signed to Chrysalis Records. Really? Pretty interesting stuff there. Ian Asbury from The Cult liked them so much and was so impressed with them, he wanted to produce the album. But it's uh, Mike Klink, fresh off the success of Appetite for Destruction, right. that gets the gig for that one. Yeah, I knew they had ties to Guns N' Roses. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, like I said, the whole album is great. And it was they were, you know, one album, one tour, and done. It's a crazy story with the Sea Eggs. This is one that I would love to go back and find somebody to be able to do an Albums Unleashed with us on. That's an idea. I would love to hear the story of the Sea Hags album. So until that happens, here's a nice taste for you. You're going to enjoy it right here on the Decibel Geek Podcast from 1989. It's the Sea Hags with Back to the Grind.
all the way back from 1989, the Sea Hacks, back to the grind. Man, I haven't heard that in years. And when you told me you were picking a Sea Hack song, I was like, like memories flooded back because I hadn't listened to the Sea Hacks in at least 20 years. It's an amazing album, uh, you know, and yeah. it's it's a pretty crazy story. I've read where the manager, after it was all said and done, like I said, you know, they signed a Chrysalis, one album, one tour, they're finished, they're done for. Right. The uh, manager said, there's only so far you can get with three, drunk, three junkies and an alcoholic. <laughs> So these guys had a rough time. Um, I think there were some rumors like back in the early 2000s that, you know, early to mid 2000s that they were going to try to reunite it or the lead singer was coming back to do a new version of it because I know at least one of the guys is dead. And, uh, you know, I, that'd be something, man. I'd love to be able to see that. Even if a band came back and just played that album, if they got as many guys together as they could. Right. You know, the ones that are still alive and the ones that are still functional, I guess. Right. But, man, if we could get it together, do a Albums Unleashed on Sea Hags, I would freaking love it. I'd love to learn more about that album because it's so good, but nobody knows about well, it. We'll have to look more into that. Well, yeah, Dada certainly didn't have a lot of... Uh huge fans although right. actually we found out after we put it out had a lot of fans actually right thank you alice cooper fans those of you that are still on board thank you for listening heck yeah that's what the decibel geek podcast is all about okay so i'm gonna play an album a song by another band that it's putting out that just put out a brand new album and features a singer from a band a lot of you have heard of um and before you get scared off it's not what you might think um okay a lot of people, you know, when they think of Firehouse, they immediately think of power ballads right. and, and, you know, like kind of third tier of the hair band movement and, right. you know, grunge, you know, right when grunge killed hair metal. This was early kind of the last guy. Early 90s prom songs. But as we've learned, you know, Firehouse has actually had to put out a lot of quality material that went unnoticed by many people. That's the funny thing about those albums that came out in like the early 90s as opposed or the late, you know, when you get your first big push you know and they had their hit singles and stuff but right. then they kind of faded away but in reality they're still they were still putting out music and a lot of that stuff you know it goes the same with enough's enough or All ugly right. kid joe once you're released from that record label and you can do what you want some of your best stuff comes out so you know cj snare is the singer for firehouse and he's doing this new project and i don't know if this is a project or a permanent move i think firehouse is still around but this is a band called rubicon cross that he put together with a guitarist named chris green from uh, a band, a couple of bands called Pride and Furion, and um, I don't know a ton about this. I just know it's brand new, and um, it was recorded at two studios, one in Atlanta, one in Milwaukee. I know nice. you can appreciate that. Um, but it's a band called Rubicon Cross. This is a song. It's a self-titled album that's coming out, and this is a track called Moving On. I dig it. Gotta leave tonight. I'm just passing through. Gonna change my life. Wash away my 
like that. You can definitely, you know, it's it's definitely CJ Snare singing. Right. I mean, you definitely hear the firehouse in it, but heavier, you know. Yeah. And I, it's it's good. I like it. It's kind of almost has a Zach Wildish guitar tone to it. Yeah, you know? kind of does. I've noticed that. Good playing by Chris Green on that. So uh, go and if you like anything that and or you know any of the other stuff we played. Go to decibelgeek.com, click on that Amazon link, and buy it. You know, support the artist. Heck yeah, because every time you do that, you know, you're going to kick back to the Decibel Geek podcast without sticking an extra penny into your purchase, whatever you're buying, whether it be, you know, any music we're playing here today, any music you've heard on past episodes, you know, we're all about trying to spread the love around. And if this is the kind of music you like, then it's your duty, just like it's us. You know, we got to put the word out there. You guys got to respond to it. Buy the music. Keep these bands going. Let them... That's the best way you can show a band you love them. Buy tickets when they come to town, buy their T-shirts, buy their albums. Right. You know, if, if they feel the love and they're making a little bit of money, they're going to keep making albums, and it, it all works. Yeah, you can't it's pay, a beautiful cycle. You can't pay your mortgage on Facebook likes. <laughs> <laughs> or Twitter retweets. No, you sure Although can't. Although we do appreciate them. Yeah, we do. Um, okay, nice. Uh, moving right along, I've got one here. Uh, formed in 1991 in Batesville, Arkansas. Here it is, The Curse of Chrysalis, once again. Vinnie Vincent was on Chrysalis. Yeah, well, here's another one. One album, one tour, and they're done. Talking about a band called Mother's Day Out. Um, originally, they formed, and they, they wanted to do something different, as I read, and they wanted to be a blend of Faith No More, The Beastie Boys, and Ozzy. Hmm. Ouch, how does that work? I don't know. I don't know either. Um, this one was one I picked because, I'm believe it or not, everybody, I'm I'm really working on Camaro's Cutout Man. In the, in the background, between all this other stuff we're doing, little by little, I'm putting it together. And this was one that was going to be a part of Camaro's Cutout Man because I got a fantastic deal on this CD, and I'd heard of them, but I didn't really know who they were. I never so heard of them. So I wanted to check it out. Um, this is, well, check it out for yourself. It's different because, like I said, you know, it's got the, the Faith No More, Beastie Boys, Ozzy influence on it. As crazy as that sounds, you're going to find out what that means here in a second. Um, so it's it's definitely different. It's kind of like, uh, you know, it came out in 93, so it's sort of new metal-ish, kind of rap rocky a little bit. But, uh, man, what a hook. What a guitar riff. And the guitar is just awesome on this song, song right here. So uh, crank it up, check it out right here on the Decibel Geek Podcast. It's Mother's Day Out with Locked.
Bird to your mother. Pretty good. Yeah, not bad. I mean, I could do without the rap rock stuff, but man, that guitar hook is just killer. Um, this, you know, it's it's kind of a testament to what time it is. It comes out in '93. This song is actually critiqued by those masters of rock music, Beavis and Butthead. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's on the Beavis and Butthead show in '93. I remember um, that. Beavis and Butthead. What do they say about it? Whatever happened to hot chicks and videos? Are there no hot chicks by, in the video? By 1993, Beavis and Butthead are already missing the hot chicks in the videos because 93, everything's serious now. Grunge. Um, you know, they, want, they wanted to be Faith No More, Beastie Boys, and Ozzy, but Beavis and Butthead say they're a cross between the Stone Temple Pilots and those guys from Hee Haw. <laughs> I have to go watch this video now. So there you go. Mother's Day out right here on the Decibel Geek Podcast. The CD's called My Soul is Wet. It came out in 93, cool. and it's available on Amazon. I'll check that out. All right. Well, I'm going to play another one, another album that is brand new. And actually, the, the debut, that's the self-titled debut of this band, is due out this week, if you're listening, in May of 2014. Man, we're really cutting edge this week. Right. It's a, a band called California Breed. And basically, this is Black Country Communion with a new guitar player. I love Black Country Communion. Yeah, they were really cool. And um, Glenn Hughes freaking rocks. Glenn Hughes and Jason Bonham on bass and, <laughs> bass and drums. Don't and, get much better than that. And then a new guitarist named Andrew Watt. And he was um, introduced to Glenn Hughes from a mutual friend, a guy you might have heard of named Julian Lennon. Oh, yeah. He introduced him. I think I've heard of his dad. Julian Lennon, great hard, not, not, not great hard rock artist. But... Um, pretty interesting connection there but uh yeah this i've been excited for this album to come out for a while now because i love glenn hughes and jason bonham and um they've already put out a couple of singles and this is one of those um this is also produced by here and recorded here in nashville by dave cobb who we talked about earlier oh this guy knows so how to get good sound. it all comes together i remember hearing about a month ago that uh glenn hughes was in right town. yeah he's putting pictures up from the studio yeah. or saying how much he loved being in nashville so uh yeah, it's really good. And, man, Glenn Hughes is in great voice. And, man, the bass tone on this song is monstrous. We really are Sunset East. We really are. So off of the self-titled debut due out this week, this is California Breed with Sweet Tea.
about that. That grooves pretty hard. Yeah, it? it does, man. I freaking love it. That's the only time you will say something is cool when you're hearing a senior citizen sing about sweet tea. <laughs> Just saying. I wonder if that was Nashville inspired. Maybe it was. Yeah, I mean, where else are you going to get what sweet you, tea? Yeah, what do you got to drink here? Nothing so, except sweet tea. Everyone in the, mm. up in the north is going, what the hell is he singing about? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and check out the video. The girl's not bad on the eyes either. Nice. So, uh, girls in videos. There you go. See, it all comes back around. That's right. All right, what do you got? Uh, this isn't so cutting edge. <laughs> this one goes back a little bit, but that's okay because that's what we do here on Radio Sucks Radio Shows. It doesn't all have to be brand new stuff. Mm. It can be old stuff. It can be 80s, you know, 70s, 60s, whatever. You know, that's that's because we here control ourselves. We don't have some stuffed shirt in a suit and tie sitting up in the office counting beans coming down saying, you guys are being way too entertaining. You guys are playing way too good of a music, and this all needs to stop immediately. We don't have that. Thank God for that. No restrictions, so we can play whatever the hell we want. So next week I'm playing Cab Calloway on the show. Well, you can you can play whatever you want. But it's going to be a Decibel Geek Does Swing Time. Wow, you're right back to the solos, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a good solo episode for you. I won't. I will have no will part in that. that <laughs> I'm going to wear my yellow zoot suit. <laughs> All right, what do you got? But we were talking about JBT's Groovy Record Room earlier, and this was one you and I went out there and visited, uh-huh. and I picked up this CD, and it was a Best of UFO. And at first I listened to it, and I was like, yeah, it was pretty good. You know, but UFO was a band that I don't know if it's because they were from London, you know, because they were from the UK. They didn't really get a lot of exposure here at that time, you know, when I was coming up getting into music. But I never really got into UFO, even after all the years of listening to Eddie Trunk talk about how they're the greatest thing to ever, you know, to ever pick up instruments. He kind of likes them. Just a little bit, you know. And so once I got that, you know, that greatest hits CD, I listened to that and it's like, damn, there's some really good songs on here. So then I started digging a little bit deeper and. Lo and behold, I love me some UFO. Well, Strangers in the Night, one of the best live albums ever. Of course, yeah. We'll get into that in a few weeks. Yeah, that's that's a nice little hint there. Yeah. A hint from nowhere. Um, like I said, formed in London, England in 1969 with 21 studio albums to date, starting with 1970's UFO 1 all the way up through 2012's Deadly 7. There's been about 150 different members over the years, including current guitarist Vinnie Moore. Yeah. You know that guy, Wales. And uh, with Phil Mogg as the constant all those years. Yep. You know, he's the Still one there. guy that's always, he's been on every album. Um, this one here comes off their third studio album, and it's the first one, uh-oh, with Chrysalis. <laughs> this is becoming a recurring theme here. We we could do the the downfall of rock the chrysalis. Well, it didn't kill years. UFO. No, UFO still did pretty good after this. Yeah, they had some great albums after this one, but this is this marks a change for them. Not only are they with chrysalis now, they've got this new hotshot guitar player. Oh yeah. Oh, don't even start smiling, laughing because I've been practicing. Okay. So from uh, from 1974 off the album Phenomenon, this is the studio version. You're gonna love this. Andy Parker on drums, Pete Way on bass, as we mentioned, Phil Mogg on vocals, and an 18-year-old Michael Schenker, oh yeah, on guitar. He did it, folks. Here it is. It's UFO with Rock Bottom. So peaceful, 
know, we try to stick stay away from the singles and stuff on this show when we do Radio Sucks, try to play deeper cuts. Yeah. But, you know, I got to kind of figure that anything by UFO has yeah, got to be sort of considered a deep cut. You're not hearing that on the radio. No, even, and why not? You know, why couldn't you put that on classic rock radio? To this day, I don't know why Lights Out is still not on the radio. I mean, Why that, can't you play Lights Out or Rock Bottom or Doctor Doctor right. in between Sticks and, you know, CCR or whatever you're doing on your classic rock station? you got the Eagles, you got, you know, they're... Classic rock is kind of becoming sort of intermingled with our music now, too, because we're getting at that age, I think. Yeah, classic rock isn't what we grew up on. No, because there's a void in between there. You've got the new rock stations, and you've got the classic rock stations and the void. Every once in a while, our classic rock station will play a Motley Crue song. Yeah, it's weird. And I'm like, man, I feel old. And then you flip over to the new rock station, and they might play a Crue song, but guess what? It's the same song. Yeah. It's always the same song. You know, they only pick one or two Molly Crew songs and play them. That's but you it. don't have to listen to the radio. You can just listen to us. Just listen to podcasts. I mean, for There's crying so out many loud, of it's, it's the wave of the future. It really is. Don't listen to other podcasts. Just listen to us. <laughs> Trust us. We So far, we've proven ourselves in all these episodes we've done. We are your rock and roll hookups. Yeah, but we do have friends that help with uh, with other shows that... Are good friends. Okay, you can listen. Yeah. Only if they're friends with us. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right, I got one more to go, and then I'm done. I'm um, looking forward to this one. Yeah, this is uh, a band that was recommended to me. Well, I'll just call him Mike G, because I don't know if I think he wants his last name used. but Instagram Mike. He runs our Instagram page. If yeah. you haven't checked out the Instagram page, follow us on there. We Metal, al- he's always posting really cool stuff. Metal Mike Instagram. Yeah. That's his name. And he's up in Kentucky, and he recommended that guy is cool as hell. this band to us, and this is a great band. Well, it goes beyond that, because he it was recommended to him by somebody pretty well-known. Yeah, Jim Florentine from that metal show. Who also has a good show called uh, Comedy Metal Midgets. It's really funny. We're not friends with him yet, but you go ahead and listen to his show show anyway in anticipation for the day we are friends because today we're playing this band. It's one step closer. We're closing the gap with Jim Florentine. Right. (laughs) And there's a band called King, spelled K-Y-N-G. Oh, man, I love it. And they were uh, formed in L.A. in 2008. Here's, here's one for you, Chris. Mm. Kudos to you, sir, for, for once beating me to the pick. Yeah, it's about time, right? Yeah, I was totally going to pick a King song. Yeah, and... Uh, you beat me to it. I knew once we did another Radio Suck show, we were going to have to play them. I knew. Now I know how it feels. Yeah. I'm all excited about playing King and picking my song, the one I want to hear and the one I want to play, and bam, there's Chris. I picked King. <laughs> son of a gun. He did it to me. And they do have a, an album that just came out called Burn the Serum that's available now. I want to go back to 2011. This is from an album they put out called Trampled Sun. And this song, man, talk about a great combination of, he- of heavy music and a melodic singer. This is King with I Don't Believe. I don't believe It's happened to me Crawling back into
song the song i was gonna pick you know just as good as this one you know if if, i don't know they're all really everything i heard was good i was having a hard time picking one so actually i lucked out by you going ahead and beating me to the punch well because i couldn't choose this won't be the last time they get played on our show no hell no i mean that's a perfect example of a newer band you know coming out with some new music that fits to what we're doing here you know it's not about a certain era and it's not about a certain year it's not about a certain time it's It's about a style it's got the right spirit it's about a style of feel and spirit you're 100 right so i guess that brings us up near the end is there anything we need to uh get out of the way before we wrap things up this um, has been fun go to the uh the facebook fan page at facebook.com slash decibel geek follow us on twitter we want more twitter followers go to at decibel geek pod and um go to the instagram page as i mentioned earlier we need more followers on that i know a lot of people listen to us on itunes we're always looking for great itunes reviews yeah. that's that's how we get a lot of attention seriously because when people look at look us up uh, nine times out of ten i think it's on itunes yeah and when they do that you know they're looking for hard rock metal podcasts and what they do is they look at them ratings you know i right. sometimes look at the ratings and be like wow these this podcast got awful ratings i'm not going to listen to it you know or or sometimes you know you look at something be like you know they're talking about all these bands that i don't care about you know that's not for me decibel geek podcast it's for you you know if you're not only not already a fan you're not already subscribed on itunes do it write us a review that way other like-minded people such as ourselves resplendent taste and respectable music that's how you say it that's how it's done you know well it's all gathered up together it's a worldwide music audience with a son of a bitch i almost had it no i've given up on that (laughs) i felt cocky because i got the resplendent thing right and so i was gonna go for 30 episodes if you want to hear it done right (laughs) but no in all seriousness that it's a scene iTunes, re- iTunes reviews are very important. We haven't gotten one in a while. We really, we re- and I know way more people listen to the show than actually leave a review. Because it's kind of a lot of work. It is a pain in the ass. But guys, we really appreciate that if you do that. And also, uh, you want to be a Geek of the Week. And even if you don't want to be a Geek of the Week, share on Facebook and retweet on Twitter. That's the only way to get the word out because we sure as hell don't have an advertising budget. No, we don't. You know, we're not getting paid. You know, we're all we're doing is trying to get these bands paid, yeah. you know, and so that they keep making music. But we've already been through all that. 
So that's about it. So we got time for one more. And this, what a story on this one. This is pretty wild. It's a band called Rearview Ghost. They were formed in Huntsville, Alabama. And they say it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Well, hot damn, these guys know what that's all about. They've been through so much shit and over so many obstacles just to get to the point where they are today, where they're starting to get some good recognition. I mean, they they had tornadoes that destroyed the studio where their band housed all their musical instruments. No kidding. Instruments, boom, gone. The lead singer, a beautiful girl named Josiah, I mean, she, mm, sexy girl, um, <laughs> she lost her voice and had to go through four sinus surgeries to get it back. Wow. Holy shit, four sinus surgeries. And then when they finally did get it together to record their debut album, it's mistakenly erased by a, records, a recording studio intern. No Oops. kidding. Damn. Well, they were working with Michael Wagoner for a while. Let me get to that. This is still the 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 climb, man. We haven't we haven't reached the the Wagner summit yet here. That's almost like forgetting to bring your laptop to record an interview with Michael Wagoner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm raising my hand now. Ah, uh, amen to that. Um, so then they finally get get it together. They re-record their self-titled debut. It's released in 2012. It's freaking awesome. It's really good. The album is so good, as a matter of fact, it catches the attention. Of Michael Wagoner, who summons this band to Wireworld Studios right here outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Hey, you've been there. I've been there. We had fun hanging out there. I want to live there. And uh, if you go back in the archives, yeah, I'd love to live there, too. (laughs) Get Michael Wagoner to adopt us and our families. (laughs) Promise, Michael. We're not going to stalk you. Yeah, we won't won't touch none of the knobs or push none of the buttons. We'll be on our best behavior at all times. Um, When we talk to Michael Wagoner, and you can go back into the archives and check out that episode, it's a great interview with a rock and roll legend you know a guy that's worked with everybody everybody that's good everybody that guy has worked with it was either good before they met him or it was better for meeting them and working with them mm-hmm. but uh we talked at that time about the seminars that he was running and when he did that one when we talked to him he was putting together a seminar for here in nashville Wireworld, and rearview ghost was the band oh, yeah. that was going to be the subject of that and so after that, they produced these albums as part of that seminar, and they released them as singles, so they're available on iTunes. Um, there's some good ones. I mean, this is a really great new band. You know, I really appreciate them a lot. And the fact that Michael Wagner chose them, that, that speaks, you know. Well, it tells you something. Yeah, it speaks so highly of them. So I guess we're going to wrap things yeah. up here today. This has been the Volume 17 version of the Radio Sucks Radio Show. Hey, radio, you still suck, and we're still here telling you about it, and we will continue to. Got a lot of big things coming up in the next couple of weeks, right? Yeah, the next oh, couple yeah. of months. Yeah, no kidding. July it's, is getting full for Christmas. We're in over our heads, but we're still swimming. We're not going to give it up. We're always going to be here for you every single week on iTunes and or however else you get us. We're going to be free because, you know, that's just how we roll. So we're going to get out of here today. Take your money. You know, give it to these bands. They deserve it. And here's another one you're going to really like. Closing things out here today on the Radio Sucks Radio Show on Decibel Geek Podcast. Here is Rearview Ghost, and this one's called Dirty South. See ya. See ya.